Last week I preached I, I, on love and forgiveness. How many of you are here last week? Yay. Um, I just want to cover that just a little bit this morning, just kind of not too much. But love is foundational. Like without love, we can't know Jesus. Without love, there wouldn't have been the cross. We can love because he first loved us, okay? Like while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and gave himself for us. Now to me that verse speaks a lot because we know that he loves us. We know that he died for us and he's offering for those of us who are children of God, we know we are fully loved and we are fully accepted by him. But the, the problem is, is a lot of us don't think that we're worthy of that. You know, like there's this dark scarlet letter on our back, you know, that prohibits us from being loved, from prohibits us from wanting to love others. And so we talked a little bit about that last week too. And then just the commission that he also gave to us is for us not to go and love others. So he loves us, and he wants us to love others. And love being foundational, love being more important than the gifts of the Spirit, that includes, like, prophecy, <laughs> which we think is so key. Like, if we can prophecy that we know God, and I just want to say that's not true, a lot of times we can hear things, and that really isn't God's heart. And I just really want to make that out. Because sometimes we can hear things from the spirit that is so flesh. Um, I love the verse. I'm going to see if I can attempt to. It's the parable about um, a man found a treasure in a field. And he went and he hid the treasure. And then he went and he turned around and he bought the whole field because of that treasure in the field. I'm kind of butchering a little bit. It's in Matthew, I believe, or Mark. Yeah, read the gospel, Pastor CJ said. (laughs) And he went and purchased that whole thing. And and the thing about that, that that's kind of like, well, what is that? Well, see, we're the treasure. We're, We're the treasure. We're the gift that was hidden in a field. And he went and paid the ultimate price for And sometimes we're like, I'm, I'm a gift. Like, really? There's things inside of you that you know not of. And the thing that's going to be bringing that out is love. When we allow ourselves to be loved and we turn around and we can offer love to others. And so it's so easy when you look in a field, what do you see? You see what? Just yell it out. Dirt, rocks, thorns, trees. We see all this stuff in there. But yet that's not what God sees when he sees you. He sees the treasure that's in your heart. And each and every one of you are a treasure to God. And you're so valuable that you are worth it all. And he paid the whole price. This is our God. This is the Jesus whom I serve. That he just doesn't look on the outward, but he looks on the inside. And I just think that's so amazing. (laughs) 
And so we can sit and think, yeah, I'm amazing, God. But you know, when we enter into relationships with one another, we actually, we help to, to um, unleash some of that, those giftings. We kind of help each other with those, with those things that are inside us. You know, a relationship is so important. And I just feel like we're at such a season right now that we need to move forward in relationships. And we have to do it in the concept of love. But without that, you, we have to have the forgiveness. Forgiveness is just important as love. No man has greater love than this, than he who lays down his life for his brother. And I believe that part of that life, we think, I'll go die for you. I'm going to go jump in the fire. But what does it say in, in Corinthians 13? If I give my body to be burned <laughs> and have not love, it profits me nothing. Nothing. Part of that laying down is learning how to forgive. And, and I'm not talking about little, you know, chicken scratch situations. I mean, it's, it's deep. And sometimes it can take you, the process of love can take a while. That doesn't mean you haven't forgiven, you're in the process of. Like I can be fine with the situation, and then a year later it can come back, and I can just, but Lord, that hurts so bad. That's, oh, I'm, I'm feeling the sting. And the only way to t- totally forgive is to surrender it all. It's the same kind of love that Jesus poured out on the cross. It's the same kind of forgiveness. It says, they will know you are my disciple by the love you have for one another. And I believe the same is true. They will know you are my disciple by the forgiveness you offer one another. Because the world's like, you get me, I'll get you. And we do see that in the church. You know, don't we? That's easy to see in the church. Like, you for, you, she did that to you and you forgave her for that? Like, you are still loving her? I would never let her in my house again. So there's just a deeper relationship that the Lord really wants us to enter into with one another. And this morning, as I was praying, um, the Lord just, I heard this, this um, question. What kind of Christian do you want to be? Because there's a type of Christian where we can sit back and just pretend like we're doing the Christian thing, you know, because we're happy and life is good and therefore I'm a Christian and I'm reading my Bible. And so that makes me a really good Christian. But we cannot enter into real Christianity unless we love one another unless we connect with one another. And I will let you in my life, and you let me in your life. It's a life connection when we join together. It's not just a nice, like, metaphor. I love you. I love you, Leanne. You're in Leah's seat, so I get to pick on you today, Leanne. I love you. And because I love you, you know you're loved. And I just don't, that, that, the end. Like, the extent of our love stops after Sunday morning's over. And this is what I'm feeling. The season 
is cut seasons coming to an end when we have to figure out how deep, how much really are we willing to sacrifice for this love thing? How deep are we really willing to go? Are we willing to go as far as Jesus did? Or are we willing just to kind of, I'm going to go as far as I want to. One thing is I'm comfortable to. One thing about love and forgiveness is no one can make you love and forgive. Nobody can. So I can't say, Cornell, you're not loving someone just wonderfully. You're not loving them. You need to love more. And you can say, oh, yeah, I need to love more. But no one can make someone love. I can't tell my husband, you need to forgive. Yes, I need to forgive. I can't make him do that. That's a choice. That's a gift that we offer to the Lord. And what does it take? I mean, that's death. How many of you know that's death? How many of you have ever forgiven somebody from the bottom of your toes and you feel like you're going to die? The amount of forgiveness that we offer to one another is the amount of love we're going to have for one another. And in that love and forgiveness, the world is going to see that and say, there's something different with these people. There's something different. Why? Why are they so unique? I have a video I do want to share. And I have a couple of friends who went through, like, a bad, scary situation. And I know friendships and relationships are scary. You know, they really can be. You know, it's like a choice. I choose to be in your life. I choose not to let you, your petty offenses, push me away. I choose. I choose. And so I want to just show you, because sometimes we can get a really good visual um, I understand there's a lot of people who have never, they don't know what that relationship's like. They've never experienced a relationship outside their marriage. And marriage is good and all, and family is wonderful and all, but that is not where we are to stop. You know, it starts with me loving my husband, but it better not end there. You know, it starts with me loving my kids. But if that's the only person, people I'm loving, I'm missing the mark and I'm falling short. And that doesn't mean I'm bad and God's going to punish me and bad Lisa, bad Lisa, you know. That just means, you know, it's just time to go a little deeper. It's just time to go deeper. You know what I'm saying? And I shared this little thing last week. I'm going to share it again. But we went to listen to this uh, evangelist one time recently and. Um, he had lost like, was it two or 300 pounds, CJ? Yeah, like lots of weight. And, and the Lord, and, and the Lord was using him mightily. God didn't see him bad because he was overweight. I just want to let you know that. God was using him mightily. And, but he just felt like he, for the Lord, he just wanted to start shedding those pounds and things. So he did with the, you know, he was just working on that. He lost 100 pounds. And he said the one day he was praying, the Holy Spirit said, Good job! That's awesome. You lost 100 pounds. That is amazing. Now let's go after the next 100. And when he said that, I, in, in, inside I was like, that's what he's encouraging the church. Church, you've done an awesome job. You're doing an awesome job loving. You're doing an awesome, jo- awesome job getting to know each other. 
Now let's go after the next hundred. Now let's do this. Let's go after the next one. Like it's, it's like he's championing us. Like this is good. This is really, really good. Okay, now let's do this. Now let's go this far. Let's go the next mile. And that's what I feel like he's really championing us to do. So this video, um, as you watch it, understand that these couples are being very vulnerable, okay? They're letting you into their lives and their hearts and into a very tender place. Because, you know, when you forgive and you love people, it's very tender. I That was just, it's a beautiful picture of people going through something rough. And, and just to let you know, and um, and I can share this briefly with you. Leah uh, went into uh, kind of labor yesterday morning. Um, her uh, The placenta started rupturing, emergency cesarean. Um, Heather was there the whole time taking care of her. Even after the baby came and was born, Leah had um, a potential of issues. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> There's just a lot of things that could have happened. She had to go back into surgery like three hours later. Um, to repair damage, and um, she ended up staying there all night with Leah last night in the hospital, and Johnny is over at their house watching kids because Chris was working all night in the ambulance and has had zero sleep. So it's just like how people code together and pair together and say, we've had issues, and I'm not going to let that stopping me from loving you. Now, and that's the thing. Now, now the beauty, now there's this, I knew there was going to be kind of like a backside to this because it's so easy to look at that saying, well, why doesn't anyone do that to me? <laughs> I wish I had that, you know. That's not fair. And I don't know if you, you heard one thing that, that Leah mentioned is like when they were having all those problems, it was because they were trying to get, fill their love tank through their friendships and not with God the Father. And when we first get our love tank filled from him and we know how to move close to him and let him be our source, then out of that we can go and we can pour out and be unto other people. But if we rely on the friendship to be our source, I don't feel loved, I need you, there's going to be a breaking there. Does that make sense? Um. And you know what? He wants us to co-labor. And you know, there's times I've had people in my life who have been there, who have just been there for me. Many years ago when I, I lost my first baby, um, it was right before Benjamin. I had Benjamin, but um, I, I had a miscarriage. I ended up in the hospital for an infection, um, and it was on Thanksgiving Day. But I was so sick, I didn't care. Just give me drugs, give me pain medication, let me sleep, you know? But when I got back, then I could really start grieving that. Like, I wasn't able to have Thanksgiving with my family, and it just meant something. At that, You know how sometimes things just mean something to you? Just like, you know, you can't just say, it's not like, Lisa, that shouldn't have meant anything. That's not a big deal. Well, it was. It just was a big deal. And then we had a children's program here, and we had to do costumes for the, our kids. And so it was like, hey, let's do, you know, we make your own costumes. And I had four little ones at the time. And I'm like, Lord, I, I would rather get a, go to the dentist and have a tooth pulled than make a costume. Like, that is not inside me right now. I don't know how to do it. And not only that, I don't want to do it. And it was just like, and um, I so appreciate it. I had two lady friends at that time. And they came to my house. They said, Lisa, we're coming over and we're going to help you. And they came to my house. 
And what do you have? Do you have needles? Do you have thread? What do you have? And they just came and just bombarded me with love. And I was like, and when that happened, I was like, oh, I feel like I can walk again. I feel like I can breathe. It was just one of those things the Lord did. Now, there's been other times in my life that I've had to walk through horrible things and nobody was there. And not only was nobody there, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody except for my husband because of the turmoil it could have caused. I don't know if you've ever been there. <laughs> Sometimes it's really fun being a leader. Woohoo! People say, oh, I want to be a leader. I want to be up front. We'll get ready to die. Because that's what it takes. And you have to plug into Jesus like you've never plugged into him before. And that's a good thing. That's not bad. But you just have to do it. And as I'm, we're just talking about these real relationships, I just really want you to remember, you know, a couple things. First of all, I'm not just saying how bad you are. You need to get your act together, okay? That's not my heart and my intentions. <laughs> I'm just trying to... Sh- help us see and reveal something. There's a real need in relationships. We really do need each other. And it's okay. We're supposed to. Okay. Also, what I knew with this couple is they had mothers and fathers mentoring them through this process. Sometimes we love to hang out with our peers and then things happen and then we don't know how to deal with it. But we need to have mothers and fathers in the Lord who can help mentor and guide us through these situations. So in relationships, it's fun. I love fun. I love getting with my friends and going, yeah, let's do this. And we minister. I mean, there's just a lot of good times we have, okay? But at the same time, I need those older relationships in my life. Like, I value them. They speak volumes into me. And if I don't go after, and if I don't have that in my life, You know whose fault it is? It's mine. Okay, I want you to look around. If you need to stand up to see at the other end, that's fine. And we have more people in the church than this. A lot of people are missing. We have so many people here, which is awesome. And everyone's just a phone call away. And it's so easy to want to say, but they need to come to me. They need to come to me. No, we we need to go to Jesus. And you know how, that Jesus actually went to his disciples? He went to people? He didn't sit and say, okay, God, if you want them with me, you better bring them here. I mean, like, he went to people. I just thought that was kind of cool. You know, so even in this season of choosing, we're like, God, who do you want me to be with? And it might not be somebody who's pretty. Actually, he, he says to associate with the lowly. I'm like, like, so it's not like looking at, oh, if I could just be Candy Yun's friend, then I have it. Now I do have it made because I'm her friend. I love that. <laughs> but we all tend to want to gravitate to, to people, you know, and think, oh, n- now I'm in. I'm in the in crowd. No, you're only in the in crowd when you're gravitating to Jesus and he's choosing who he wants you to team up with, <laughs> you know. And it might be somebody who you rub the wrong way, you don't get along with. I have a really good friend who's my sister who I I lay down my life for. And you know, she, not my sister's sister, like a a Christian sister, just so you know. Because what I'm going to say, you know, I might get in trouble for my sister, Lori. Okay, so just want to let you know. Okay. 
but good friend of mine, she lets her kids watch movies that I don't allow my kids to watch movies, the same movies. Is that okay? Yes. We know each other's differences. We know where our boundaries are, and we love and respect each other for it anyways. We'll have real conversations, and she'll be like, okay, Lisa, be honest with me. I'm like, hey, you know I'm there. I have another really good friend who we'll try to, we'll, we'll think of a, there's something difficult we need to talk about. And we'll say, I really don't know how to say this. So I'm just going to throw it out, out, out there at you. And then we'll go back and we'll fix whatever I said wrong. <laughs> I love that relationship because I can say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. You know, now tell, now we'll go back and we'll fix it. And those relationships are so real. But you know what? It takes a lot of bravery to have them. And we're not going to have them sitting at home having a relationship with our cell phone or our TV or just my spouse and my kids. Yet you really have to step out and go and find those relationships. And if somebody doesn't want that relationship, it's okay. If someone's like, man, I just don't have time. I can't do this right now. They're not rejecting you. That's just not who God is having for you. Does this make any sense? Going after others. And I'm talking about this body and loving each other well and learning how to have good relationships and good communication. There's a few relationship killers, however, out there. Oh, and also on top of that, having mentors in your life that can help steer you through those rough waters. I'm going to say that. But there are relationship killers as well. (laughs) That kind of kills relationships. One thing I learned, um, my husband and I have learned in a parenting class he took many years ago. It's called the prohibitive conscious. Has anyone heard of a prohibitive conscious before? I know you have. Okay, a prohibitive conscious is a person, let me see, I I just copied and pasted this huge thing down. Hold on. Hold on. Just give me a minute. I'll just try to say this in my own words. A prohibited conscience is a conscience of where you always, like, I'm trying to think, what would be the best way to describe this, honey? Do you have a good blanket statement? I'm try- I have got the, here, I'm going to let CJ say the, here, because he's my husband. We're in relationship. A person with a prohibitive conscience is like a person who, when someone says, says, hey, uh, can we get together after church? I need to talk to you about something. And you assume the worst. Now, the more prohibitive conscience you have, the worse it gets. Like, oh, my goodness, they're going to kill me. Or, oh, you know, it, or, hey, a leader says, hey, can I talk to you? Then you're like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. What have I done? Or if someone's talking about something, you assume they're talking about you. That's uh, what a prohibitive conscience does. Thank you. So you can see how that would be a huge relationship killer. 
we always think like we're, we're the bad person and someone's going to eat us. You know, like I sometimes I'm careful about using examples um, too much, like pulling them out of the air. I got to be careful because when we're when you're youth pastors, I would do that and I would say, oh, like this and this and this. And I'd pull something out of the air. I didn't know it was really God speaking to somebody. And then someone's like, she's following me. I know she's following me to the stores. I'm like, no, I'm really not. So, but, um, but it's one of those things. It's, um, it's a fear. It's based out of fear, fear of rejection, because maybe you have been rejected fear of not being loved because maybe you've, you've had a loss. You know, fear of if I don't perform, then, well, then I'm going to, like, God's out to get me. And so is everybody else. Is there, that's kind of like the prohibitive conscience as well. So it's like, oh, I know, I know why CJ's going to talk to me because I didn't tithe last month. <laughs> now, that really did happen. <laughs> I know, you know, when Lisa used this example, she's meaning me. And I, I promise I'm not meaning any of you, okay? This is just like, Jesus gave me this, okay? His banner of, over us is love. It's okay. So that's a prohibitive conscience. So when you get with a couple and they're talking and stuff and they say something, you think, oh, she was talking about me. She was, it was a, a back door that she was slamming me. And I've learned when I feel that, I'll say, Oh, can I ask you a question? Are you talking about me? Like, did I do this to you? Now, that's scary. Because it's so much easier to just to go home and sulk and go, see, they're all talking about me. There's this total agenda against me. Everybody hates me. No, you know, I'm just bad. Instead of just saying, well, you talking about me? You know, Leanne, when you said, la-ti-da-ti-da, were you meaning, really meaning me? Okay, now, now, how can we work through this? If she was really meaning me doing that, and it was a back door, Leanne, next time, can you just tell me, like, say, Lisa, there's a booger hanging out of your nose, okay? <laughs> Don't say, you know, I wish people would blow their nose more often. When you're really looking at me going, Lisa, blow your nose more often. So many times, you know what I'm saying? We skirt around the issue, and so we won't directly say anything. So we'll kind of go behind. And I, I don't know. I know everyone does this, but I know females are kind of guilty of this too. Or we'll think, I know she meant, I know she met me. I know. And you know what? If she did, if someone did mean something for ill intent, what are you to do? You forgive them. You have to forgive them. It says, if any of you have complaint against one another, it doesn't say run to that person and tell them how they've offended you. That's the worst thing to do. I forgive him. Lord, I have to forgive him. Now, something needs to be worked out. Leanne and I are really good friends. And I can say, Leanne, um, it really hurt your, my feelings when you told me I didn't plant my apple trees correctly. You know. I know that sounds silly. I'm just trying to throw things out there. You fill in the blank. It can be serious. You know, when you said this and this, I, you know, I did deal with this and I really felt this. Is that what you meant? Like, can we have real conversations like that with people? And that's that fear thing that comes in and says, no, you must not run away, run away. But I just want to encourage you with this because it's time. 
And there are so many verses in the Bible that talks about love, forgiveness, how to treat one another, how to walk in love, you know, talks about the fruit in our lives, love, <laughs> that you, you're going to have to go look it up. Like this is just a snack. When you go home, the meal is in the word. And I, I invite you to go get the full meal, the fullness of the word. Invest in the word of God. Maybe have somebody else who your friends with say, hey, Leanne, would you like to go through this with me? I really want to know more of these love. How about we get together next Sunday and we're going to whatever. But, you know, notice what I have to do. I have to initiate that, don't I? I have to actually say, let's get together. And she might say, that Lisa, I don't know. I, I'm not ready for her yet. <laughs> and I can say, okay, Lisa, next Sunday? Yeah, okay, we'll do that. And that's okay. And I forgive Leanne. And no, she, I'm just using her as an example, and she loves me, and I love her, so we're okay, right? Okay, yeah. But it's time to have intentional relationships. Remember when I asked you earlier, what kind of Christian do you want to be? I feel like the Lord asked me that this morning. What kind of Christian do you want to be? Like, how involved do you want to do this love thing? Because it's going to take love, it's going to take forgiveness, and it's going to take dying to yourself. But man, to go forward, it's so needed. And I believe that what God poured out here this morning is just the beginning. And as much as we understand that forgiveness and that love, the more we're, our hearts are going to be free to totally worship him. And we can say, this is our God. Oh, my goodness. He raised me from death. I've, I've been raised from death so many times I can't even count. God, I'm dead. Good. Now I'll raise you up. Sometimes we just need to die. <laughs> not physically. Okay, for some of you, not physically. Just inside, you like, and we just have to lay it all on the line. Yes, die to self. Thank you. So, um, everyone stand, because I like standing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did that offend you, Cornell? <laughs> I do want the ministry team to come up here. Okay. And I want you to think, really, like, close your eyes for a second, because you can think better with your eyes closed. And I want you to think of one person who you want to have an intentional relationship with. Think of one. Okay, do two, because if the first one rejects you, you can do the other one. Okay. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Sometimes people are, people just... You know, it's okay. We're, we, you forgive them and re release them in forgiveness. You know, if that happens, that's okay. So think of two people. Even if you're new here or haven't been coming for very long, you go after them as you're going after the Lord. So think. Think of two people. Like, okay, this is who. It's time. This is who I want to get with and form a relationship. And then start praying for mentors, for fathers and mothers. And they can even be younger than you, by the way, to come into your life to help guide you through some waters. I just want you to think for a second. 
And maybe you're thinking, what kind of Christian do I want to be? Lord, I'm too old to do this. You're not. It says, he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. The day hasn't come yet. We still need to be perfected. You still need relationships. You mean something to somebody else. You have a mentoring gift that young people need. And stop shortchanging yourself thinking that you have nothing to offer. That's a lie from the enemy. And I just want to invite, we're going to pray, but I want to invite you up. Because I know, I know there's, you know, doggone things people have said and done. And you're working through hurts and it hurts hurt. You know, when you get hurt, it really hurts. And there's just, there's no way around that. You know, you go through something hard and you're just like, you know, to be honest, I'm hurting. That's great. Admit that. That's part of healing. Is there a little bit of music we can go in the background, Garrett? And that's just, that's totally okay to admit that you're hurting. But don't hurt by yourself. Meaning, pull on those people. I need prayer. I'm hurting. I'm angry. Can you pray for me? And it's not like they're expecting them to take up your hurt and your burden and go, you're right. They're a dirty dog, you know, you know, because a real friendship's going to say, okay, you know, let's, let's walk through this together. How can we do this? So let's just pray. Father God, I just thank you for real relationships. I just thank you that, um, for just real, that real love that you want to flow through all of us because we have received you. We received your love. And I thank you, Lord, the more we forgive, the deeper we're going to be able to love. And Father, I know some of us are hurting. Some of us are have some really deep pain. And we're in the process of forgiving, and that's a good place. And I just ask, Lord God, just for a release in that. Release in that for forgiving. Release over forgiveness in Jesus' name. Over past relationships, over past hurts. And I just call right now everyone... In Jesus' name, to come into the waters, to come into the waters of relationship, to come into the deeper waters of love, to stop playing in the sand on the beach, but to get in the water. And I just thank you of how you loved us, God, and you just gave everything for us. You gave absolutely everything. Your reputation, you gave us everything, God. You laid it all out there. And, Father, we choose to lay it all out there for you. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the grace to do that, God. Thank you for the grace to do that. And if you don't know the Father's love, if you've never given your life to the Lord, or maybe you're like, you know, I haven't died in a while, like inside. I haven't really, I'm not there. I haven't really given that love part of my life. And you just need to make a fresh commitment again. I invite you to come up. Come up and get some love. Come up and get, just receive some, some good old fashioned prayer. Some good old fashioned one on one contact to reach out to people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Just come on up. Just come on up if you need prayer. And if you have to go, that's great. Talk to someone. Go love on somebody. Before you go, go give someone a great hug and just say, hey, I love you. I want to get with you some time. 
I miss you. I miss this friendship. I need this. Maybe you need to go to someone and say, I need you in my life. I need accountability. I'm starving for friendship. Maybe you just need to go to somebody. And that's good. That's okay. I just want to release you to do that right now. So we're, we're available. We're open. And God bless y'all. We love you. Father, I just speak your blessing on everyone here, every family represented. We just thank you for loving us. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, in this church family. And we're excited about more. And so we just speak your blessing on people as they leave today. And as, Lord, we go our separate ways, we just receive everything you have for us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.